0: hi i'm pj and welcome to house daily hope you're doing well today whatever you're doing i'm finding it um one of the things i'm finding interesting is the impact um long term in a way of really odd and obscure things the other day uh, i need to get a few bits uh from a shop um and i'm one of those people that's got into baking during lockdown i'm one of those and i was i was making uh cinnamon buns they turned out great by the way uh but we didn't have any baking paper. Huge issue, obviously. Um, but I needed some of anyway, so I went out to a shop, And we, the closest shop to us was is this a little, so I went there, they didn't have anything. So I was like, okay, there's, another, there's an Audi down the road, I'll go to there, I went to this Audi, didn't have anything. And by this extent, I realized I've probably stretched the idea of essential shopping a bit too far. But I went to the big ASDA um, in Norwich, and again, no baking paper. And my last time, I went to Sainsbury's, and still no baking paper. Uh, thankfully, Sainsbury's being Sainsbury's, they had a reusable alternative, which is great. So we got that. Um, but it's weird. Three months over three months now, um, the impact of just hits in the supply chain, in essence, that have meant that random things, even though pretty much all the things are back in our shops um, really well, and it's it, most things, it's really easy to get at that moment. The odd things like baking paper, Um, for some reason, or I found anyway, it may have been a complete chance. Um, Actually, really hard to come by. It's interesting, actually, the long-term effects of what's going on at the moment. And I was reading an article the other day about the fact that obviously this has impacted the intentional stockpiling that had been going on um, nationally preparing for brexit in terms of medicines um actually that's taken a huge hit at the moment and so and other different things and um do be praying for people who are um involved in those discussions and um conversations and planning um in all areas of our life to ensure, because actually it's one of those things that happens behind the scenes we don't even think about, but just supply chains and management actually is so crucial and important and great wisdom for them. So be praying um, for them. And we're continuing going through the book of Nehemiah, And we're halfway through the book of Nehemiah, which is great. And they've built the wall already. And you may be thinking, what else is there to go on in the book? And we're going to find out as we continue, because actually the book is not just about rebuilding the wall. It's about trying to rebuild the community, which is there as well. So we're in Nehemiah chapter 7, just as 1 to 7 today. So if you've got your Bible, we'll have a read. And it says this, After the wall had been rebuilt... And I set the doors in place, and the gatekeepers and the musicians and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanai, along with Hanai, the uh, commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot, while the gatekeepers are still on duty. Have them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint the residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts and some near their own houses. Now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and the houses had yet not had not yet been bit rebuilt. So my God put into my heart uh, to assemble the nobles, the officials and the common people for registration by families. I found the genealogy record of those who had been the first to return. This is what I found was written there. These are the people of the province who came up from the capacity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Zerubb, Joshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Hananah, Nehemiah, Mordecaiah, Bilshanah, Miss, uh, Miss Betha, Bigver, Nehum, and Bahan. We're going to stop there before we get into a long list of names. We'll get into that tomorrow. Um, it's a really interesting passage. Halfway through, the walls have been rebuilt. Uh, Nehemiah has set up um, people to lead and govern over uh, Jerusalem. His brother. And someone else, leader, commando, over citadel. And it seems like his job has been done. And Nehemiah was the one who felt cool to come to and rebuild the walls. His job's done. And he's like, okay, so what next, God? What are we to do now? Because he, he looks around and sees actually the town is still in ruins. Houses are still rubble. There is so much space. Not many people are here. What are we to do? And God's response, God puts in his heart to take a register which seems like a really odd move. <laughs> like why of all those things that so doing these moments was to take a census in essence, find out who is there, find out what's going on, the people. Surely it would be start rebuilding houses, start doing uh, the practical work of continuing the rebuilding of the city. Actually what God calls Nehemiah to do is to find out who is there and Nehemiah is so faithful and he follows God. And he, he's, even though it um, may seem like a weird that he's, he's a faithful person and he follows God. And it's often the way that God works. Is God gives us these next stepping stones as, as he calls us into something new. We may not see the, the full long off distance, probably because that would scare us. Um, but he gives us these little steps of, of faith to go, of odd, weird things to do. Um, I mean, to be cool, like people like Nehemiah who who take those steps. But I find it really interesting what, what God does in these moments. In, in the big rebuilding of the city, he just forces Nehemiah to take account and to remember what's important. Not the walls, not the buildings, but the people. The people are so important in God's eyes. Not the walls, not the buildings, but the people. And actually this moment with exile, um, in some ways over the the majority of people who are going to return, return now, um, to take that moment after a big disaster is to take account. okay, so who's here then? Who are the people that we have? That's what God calls us to do is is hope. I feel he's trying to drive and remind them and remember the people in all of this. And we actually see what goes on in the book of Nehemiah is, is that focus on people and community. Uh, and here's that tenor moment for Nehemiah. Actually, remember the people. And that's something I need to be remembered. I'm I'm often a, a big thinker, a big idea, and, and and Hannah, my wife, is the often the voice that reminds me, actually remember this person or that person, remember these people, the impacting of what's going on. And there'll be people impacted by a a long to rebuild in a new and different way in what areas every area of influence we have, people will be impacted. And actually, God's heart is about people. And so actually to hold that close to our hearts and our minds as well, as we long to see God do new and rebuild in a new different way and it's a new and incredible thing. Actually, he's about people, not buildings, not walls, but about the people. So let me pray. God, thank you um, that you know each and every single person by name that came back to Jerusalem in this time, that you know each and every single person in in our city in our town and our nation by name, and your heart and care for them is is greater than we can ever imagine. God help us in these moments when we're we're thinking and, and trying to listen to your voice about how to do something new, how to rebuild, how to how to live uh, a life that you call us to live in, in your new kingdom radical way. Help us to have that same heart and mindset of you of thinking about the the people that are involved in all that we're doing and to hold them close to our hearts also. Amen. Thanks for joining whatever you're doing. Be safe, be church, keep washing your hands. Bye.